2: We're so glad you can join us, but before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you're the same today and forever, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you continue to help us to be consistent, Lord, as we follow you, Lord, that we can consistently show your love and grace, Lord, to those around us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you're a good God to everybody, Lord, that you do not pick favorites, Lord, nor do you just call one, or a few, Lord, but that you have placed a Kong on everybody's life. But it's up to them to choose, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad that you're with us as we continue our discussion and study on the Lord's house. And this morning, we are going to continue discussing the pattern for the tabernacle and the pattern of its furnishings on the next Item we're covering is the table for the showbread. So, could I get a volunteer to read from Exodus 25, verses 23 through 30, please? I will. All right, promise.
3: You shall also make a table of occasion wood. Two cubits shall be its length, a cubit its width, and a cubit and a half its height. You shall make you shall overlay with pure gold and make a molding of gold all around. You shall make it for a frame of a hand breadth all around and you shall make a gold molding for the frame all around. You shall make it for the four you shall make for four rings of gold and put the rings on the four corners that are at its four legs. The rings shall close to the fr- shall be close to the frames as holders for the poles to bear to bear the tabernacle. The table, sorry. And you shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold that the table may be carried with them. You shall make its dishes, its pans, its pitchers, and its bowls for pouring. You shall make them of pure gold. And you shall set the show on the table before me always.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, sir. Now, as we get into this, how... Uh, have we, ex- I'll say, discovered that there are no small details with the Lord yet,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: Every exacting detail means something. Um. So with that, right? He in verses twenty-three and twenty-four. This is the type of wood, acacia wood, right? Strong, solid, sturdy wood, right? We've seen that already, yes, with the ark of the covenant or testimony? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then verse 25, you shall make for it a frame of a handbreadth all around. And you shall make a gold molding for the frame all around. Um I found that so interesting. Right? And course like i said there are no small details with the lord um so we're going to get into that the reason for that here in a second we first have to discuss what the table was for and that was for the showbread right
2: Mm -hmm. yes
0: um which is significant and it has meaning and representation in leviticus 24 Beginning in verse 5. Actually, can I get a volunteer to read that? Uh, Leviticus 24, verses 5 through 9. I'll read it. All right, now, honey.
1: Leviticus 24, 5 through 9. Mm-hmm. And you shall take fine flour and bake 12 cakes with it. Two-tenths of an ephah shall be in each cake. You shall set them in two rows, six in each row, on the pure gold table before the Lord. And you shall put pure frankincense in each row, that it may be on the bread for, the memorial, for a memorial, an offering made by fire to the Lord. Every Sabbath he shall set it in order before the Lord continually, being taken from the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant. -hmm. And it shall be for Aaron and his sons, and they shall eat it in a holy place, for it is most holy to him from the offerings of the Lord made by fire, by a perpetual statute.
0: Amen. So, the showbread. There are two things that the bread here represents. Right? The first, of course, is Christ. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And we've covered this with the manna, right? Jesus said very plainly he was the bread of life, yes? Mm. Yes. But if we could also go to John 6. John 6? Yes, Uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 6. verses 26 um, through 27 Jesus talking about the bread from heaven says this most assuredly I say to you you seek me not because you saw the signs but because you ate of the loaves and were filled mm. yes, Lord. do not labor for the food which perishes But for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. So just like the Ark of the the Covenant or the testimony, the bread on this table is speaking of the Lord and the Lord's provision. And his provision for who? For whom? There are 12 loaves of bread. Who do you think that is?
2: One for each tribe?
0: Exactly. One for each tribe. If we, or you, in, in your own time, study out every time there is a, especially in, in the Torah, the, the books of Moses, Right. Yes Every time something significant happens They cross over the Jordan Or they're let out right Someone Makes uh, An altar And there's usually 12 Stones or something that are Carried with them across Representative Of the 12 tribes And their return or Acknowledgement of Dedication to the Lord That's what that is representing. The same thing here, yes? Yes. So it's representing the 12 tribes, the the pieces of bread, and it's representing Christ and how he has provided for each of them. Do we see that? Yes. But not only that, let's look at the rest of this table and the verse that we had just pointed out, which was how... Let me get to the right spot. Forgive me. <laughs> Got my fingers in a few spots here. Um, he says, you shall make for it a frame. Uh, this is on the table. And you're back in Exodus 25. I'm back in Exodus 25. Excuse me. Yes. Thank you, honey. That's all right, uh, You shall make for it a frame of a hand all around. And you shall make a gold molding for the frame all around. There are not too many tables that have I'll say a border around it. And by I mean a raised border. Right? Tables are mostly just flat. Yes. But this one's different. So again, all right, there's there's no small details, right? Mm-hmm. Let's turn to Zechariah chapter two. Interesting here, right? Zechariah is talking about the city of the Lord. Alright? Yes. What verse? Uh we're going to really verse five is the key verse, but in this section of scripture with Zechariah, right? There's a in chapter two there's a, a vision of a measuring line, right? And a man is given a measuring line in his hand. That's chap Zechariah two verse one. And then, of course, he's asked in verse 2, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to measure Jerusalem to see what's the width and the the length. And then um, as he was going out, um, another angel came out. And and in verse 4, he says, to say to the man, run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls because of the multitude of men and livestock in it. And here's the key. Verse 5. For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her. And I will be the glory in her midst. Did we not just read about that in Leviticus? Connecting the fire with the bread and with the provisions and the refining and dwelling within these borders. Yes? Yes? Yes. Again, speaking about the lord the lord is the border in the fire were to dwell under the shadow of the almighty yes yes him being our protector to run to him how many times in scripture run to him like our he's our shield and our buckler and our tall tower strong tower depending on your translation of who were to go to who protects us these the bread representing, again, Jesus who provides, but also how he has protected us. All right, how many times in Scripture we hear that as well? He placed a hedge of protection all around us. Is that not Psalm 91?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes? Um, Go to Psalm yeah. 91, sir. We can all turn there.
2: Yes, verse two. Yeah, read it, sir, please. I will say to the Lord. The Lord, I will say the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Mm-hmm. And continue. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His juice shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample foot, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He, will, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him...
0: And honor him
2: with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation
0: amen you see how many times it was listed who the lord is my refuge my fortress my shield my buckler again refuge but then what else do we see in here in psalm 91 verse 12 especially right Give his angels charge over you. It's verse 11, excuse me. Give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Is that not the exact, one of the exact scriptures that the devil attempted or tried to tempt or test our Lord and Savior with yes. in the wilderness?
2: Matthew 4, 6.
0: Okay, trying to take things out of context. Trying And by that I mean trying to... Have Jesus put his trust in something other than his heavenly father for his provision, for his shelter, for his protection, for everything. And then it ties it right back to Genesis. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. Right? Just what we read and we were discussing with the fall of man. There shall be enmity against the serpent seed, And the woman's seed. Talking about Christ. Yes, The serpent shall bruise his heel. But our Lord shall bruise his head. Do we see this connection now? And this is just with the table. But it's the Lord that's doing all those things. I'll set him up on high. I'll deliver him. I'll honor him. With long life I will satisfy him. In other words, this is what... Our Lord and Savior is providing for, as we see here with the showbread, the 12 tribes, but not just them, for each and every one of us who will believe and call upon the name of the Lord. I mean, this is, to me, this is incredible. (laughs) I I don't know about everybody else, but, you know, just as the Lord was walking me through this, I was just like, man, this is amazing. I mean, our Lord's amazing, yes. so we should expect nothing less.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, you see the similarities, right? You should um, take it up and bring it with you, right? Make a veil of woven purple, blue, purple, and <laughs> scarlet thread, right? Sorry, I'm in the wrong place. Um, I was at the next chapter. And the table, the showbread should be before me always. Dean, brothers, we were just... Speaking in the last podcast, we see the similarity there, right? For those that will be used mightily of the Lord, and it's really a commandment to all of us, but especially those that the Lord knows will be used mightily, that will trust him with and through everything. What's he say? He says that they should be continually before me, that my word be before you always, right? To study it out. You you mentioned Joshua. Joshua. It also says about Joshua, he never left the tent of meeting. So where all these things were, all of these items were continually, or he was continually before, but it was also continually before him. Right? Allowing the Lord to speak to him and minister to him and show as the Lord showing himself to Joshua in all this. Why? So just like Moses, right, the the plan, the purpose was to bring the people into the promised land. So then the question remains for us. Will we keep the Lord continually before us always so he can teach us about himself so that we can be prepared to enter into the promise, all of the promise? Not just knowing his, his acts, but his ways and his thoughts so that he will find the people prepared and that he can show himself mightily to and through mm-hmm. so he can show himself strong so his glory the world can see his glory in and through us
4: so um john yes brother I share something here that i think might help um um Give another dimension to this. Okay. As we're talking about the bread. So I'm at a dear brother's house, and um, this was uh, back in the early 90s, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a minute ago, as they say.
0: <laughs> yes. And,
4: <clears throat> um, so those of you who are not old enough to have been adulting back then, um, there was a big craze of, of these bread machines. You could put all the flour and everything in, and the machine would mix it up and bake it and make your bread for you. Mm -hmm. So it was a neat little device. And I'm at their house one day, and um, she has baked some bread. And it, it tastes like none of the bread I've ever had before. It's just amazing and very different flavor. And I said, wow, this is awesome. I said, is it just because it's homemade or what? She said, well, we found this place where we're getting fresh ground wheat. They literally are roasting the kernels and gr- grinding it, and it's it's not like flour like you buy at the store. It's nothing like it. And so, um, I found out then, but the story went deeper. And the wheat kernel, especially thousands of years ago, when the the um, the soil was more nutrient rich than it is now, everything you need to sustain life is in that kernel of wheat. Mm-hmm. So you you literally could eat wheat kernels as we saw Jesus' disciples doing on the sabbath plucking the heads of grain and just eating them Mm -hmm. you didn't need anything more than that you didn't need additional proteins you didn't need to take vitamins you didn't need to do any of that other stuff everything that you needed to sustain life was there so it's much more symbolic especially from the time period it comes from that the full sustaining power of christ as being the bread of life and the show bread it takes on a much more different meaning when you consider it in that way especially um when you add even more to like what do we do with bread to sustain us we ingest it right we take it Absolutely. literally into our innermost being right and we break it all down so that it can go to every part and every fiber mm-hmm. of our body and that's the way we go about the word and that's how we go about our relationship with christ in order for it to be that full sustenance that full um that just fullness that we need
0: of him. Absolutely. Um which is incredible, right? Which that goes back to the John 6 chapter, right? I'm, 8 times in that chapter he tells the people who he is. Clearly referencing this. Um, he being the the manna and the showbread. Right? He tells them you, you must eat of me, right? We get to John 6. But there is there is that component as well. And then he, he tells them, why did you struggle, right? Like, is it because I said I'm the bread of life? <laughs> like, which is just incredible to think of.
4: Well, if you go further in, um, I think it's 29, and Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he... He has sent.
0: Right,
4: mm-hmm. so it's just worthless if you don't believe in Him. If you Absolutely. don't believe He really is the Son of God sent to us. Mm-hmm. So He was talking about that, but it, it like I said, when we were in, uh, what was it, twenty six through twenty eight? Yeah. So.
0: so, so, there's another thing too that I, I want to bring up, and it ties to your point. <laughs> when we keep mentioning, and and Scripture keeps mentioning, is the table for the showbread. But clearly, as we just read, that's not the only item on this table right yes there are utensils there is incense there are things to drink right yes so you we talked about John 6 right and how even the people struggled that's in uh, John 6 verse 52 the Jews quarreled among themselves saying how can this man give us his flesh to eat (laughs) then he says Jesus says to them As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever, clearly speaking about himself. But also with this table, I'm reminded, again, everything points to Jesus, yes? Yes. Does it not sound like the Lord's Supper? I mean, we could go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, right? Mm -hmm. Paul talks about, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And of course, after giving thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And what happens? The night of the Lord's supper. Actually, he had said this long before that. If we go to Luke 12, right? He's talking about the faithful servant. But he says this interesting thing. Um, I'll start in Luke 12, verse 35. And actually, can I get a volunteer to read that? Luke 12, verse 35
2: through 37. I will. Let your your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. surely I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat. And will come and
0: serve them. If you read the accounts in the Gospels, is that not exactly what happened at the Lord's Supper? He girded himself, he served them, he washed their feet, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And served them. They ate together. Mm-hmm. It ties all the way back to here, to Exodus. The Lord was Carrying that out What he meant And intended In a physical In the physical sense Representing what he was doing Spiritually From the beginning The spiritual Always comes before the natural So we see that Played out here For all of us Exactly how the Father intended mm-hmm. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy.
1: Mm-hmm. So every prophetic word that ever came forth was pointing us to Jesus. Amen. Pointing us to him being the way, the truth, and the life. Um, something I also noticed about the the table and the showbread and everything is a place of sacrifice. You think about the mm-hmm. body of Jesus being sacrificed and the, the fragrant oil that he was anointed with for his burial. Amen. Um, that part, you know, at this point, you know, having it in Exodus is declaring and pointing forward to what Jesus would do for us, pointing forward to that, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He always points us to Jesus. And, um, I just think that's, that's beautiful. You even see the woman who anointed Jesus's feet with fragrant oil before, but even afterwards when, um, I believe his name was Joseph, took the Lord's body and wrapped it and put uh-huh. it in the tomb and everything. Yes, And, you know, just, I love how God never forgets his purpose. He never gets sidetracked. He never gets derailed. He never gets, um, short, short memory and goes, Oh wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot every, every moment of every day he's working toward his purpose and his goal. And, At this point, Jesus has already come and died in the flesh. He was born, just according to scripture of a virgin, put on flesh. The word put on flesh and dwelt among us. And he lived a sinless life. And he died for our sins and was raised again on the third day. And even as we're talking about this, if the Lord is stirring in your heart and you've never come to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you've never called upon the name of the Lord, to receive salvation. Now is your time. Don't put it off or wait for another day. Take him up on his offer to walk with you, to dwell with you, to be one with you, and you to be one with him and receive the eternal remission of sin, the eternal blotting out of your sin so that you're no longer held to them, but you can be free in Christ Jesus. So as the Lord ministers to your heart, wherever you are, Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus, come into our hearts. Be Lord and Master and Savior of our lives. We confess that we have done wrong, Lord, and we can do nothing without you. We have sinned against you, and we need your blood to cleanse us. Forgive us, Lord. Take our lives and do something with it, God. We thank you. We thank you and we declare that you are Lord. You are our God and you are good. In Jesus' name, if you prayed that prayer with us and believed from your heart, you're saved. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. You are now a part of the body of Jesus Christ.
3: Hallelujah.
1: Um, if you prayed that prayer with us, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us or contact us on our website. Our website is a prayer.org or you can email us at a prayer at yahoo.com. We'd love to uh, fellowship with you and welcome you personally to the body of Christ, as well as give you some guidance on how you can move forward in your new life and relationship with him.
0: Amen. 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 We're going to pause there for today and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and and connect with us if uh, that's how the Lord's leading you. And we do hope it is. And also I want to say for anybody that, that is in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love to connect with you here. Mm-hmm. You can come here and we can share and discuss the word together and what the Lord's doing and in person. So that That's a open, standing welcome. For anybody that, that would love to come together and discuss the word with us, we'd love to have you. Love to get to know you other brothers and sisters in christ mm. amen 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 all right uh so can i get a volunteer to close out in prayer please i will all right let charles
2: lord we just thank you that you're a good god lord lord we just thank you that you're consistent lord and that you love everyone equally lord that you not just love those who follow you at this time lord but that you love everyone lord and that you desire no one goes to hell lord but that you went all to enter your kingdom, Lord. Lord, also we just thank you for your grace, mercy, and compassion, Lord, and that you have given it to us, Lord, so that way we can go out and give it to others, Lord. For it is your love that draws men into repentance, Lord, not our anger or our words, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus' name,
0: amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day.